Take three. All my life, what I mistook for friendly pats on the back were really the hands that pushed me further and further down. The more I struggle, the less I achieve. Deep chlorine breath. Minutes bleed into hours, bleed into days. Something keeps me in this disinfected womb. We see things differently in daylight, I suppose. I mean, everything's an excuse for something. But my conscience is intact. I can deny everything. I'm waving into blind eyes. Okay, yeah.
Welcome to the K-Scope Podcast 108. Billy Reeves here. You heard Tom Baker, a.k.a. The Doctor, from BBC Television's Doctor Who. One of the bonus tracks on six, the sumptuous reissue from Manson. Their audacious, infectious top ten album remastered for the 21st anniversary deluxe four disc book edition which is out now. My name's Billy Reeves and I recently had a cup of tea with Manson main man Paul Draper. So many demos, so many rarities and outtakes, a B-side album. The sixth project was a big one at the time and it's a big one now. So I started by asking Paul if the band who just had a number one album, don't forget, had been given all the keys to all of the sweet shops. In other words, a big budget. Parlophone at that point was a... Their big acts were like Queen, you know, and then like, well, obviously the Beatles, if you've heard of them, <laughs> and then like Radiohead, and, and then the Beastie Boys was selling more than Goosey. us, which was a Parlophone out. Pet Shop Boys was selling more. So even though we'd had a number one act, we probably weren't anywhere, yeah. probably maybe not even scraping the top ten of their most important acts, you know. So it wasn't like an unlimited budget was thrown at us. It was more that we were just sort of um, forgotten about with the record label (laughs) and dumped in a studio and nobody really stopped us. (laughs) So we arrived there and we were right, we're going to start our album today. Uh, I think Spike, who was mixing it, came through and he said, um, I've just overrun on mixing the the whole album, Celebrity Skin. It's like, can you just go in Studio One for like a couple of weeks? Yeah, fine, you know, like, you know, 3,000 pounds a day. And, uh, but, you know, who's going to argue with Courtney Love? You know, I'm not going to start <laughs> stuff and getting her album mix. So Courtney Love was in one room and we were in the other room. We weren't twiddling our thumbs, but we started experimenting, you know, with mm. obviously one of the most famous recording rooms in the world with Jimi Hendrix recorded yeah, all this studio stuff. Studio One in where? Olympic Studios like in Barnes. The Rolling Stones recorded all this stuff. The Beatles recorded the first ever live... Satellite all broadcast, all you need is love in there. So it's, that's what kicked all the oddness off. You know, we were in London and it was like, whoa, here we go. We would come in one morning and Richard Ashcroft had walked past you from the mm. verse. Like, oh, Richard, you know, and then Jarvis Cocker, a morning lad, you know. And then um, Charlie Watts and the Rolling Stones would make you a cup of tea and then you'd just sit next to Eric Clapton eating <laughs> his beans on toast, you know what I mean? Um, and then one point, one day I came in and... Uh, there was uh, a whole room full of glasses with different levels of water in. Um, and that's on that's on the outtake CD, isn't it? Yeah. It's Around video on. footage. It's on YouTube. I think it's going to come out on a Manson documentary later on. But the actual take of Dominic Chad doing his piano song with that full orchestra is on there. Crikey. And it's like, you know that thing when you're a kid and you get some water and you wet yeah, your hand yeah, yeah. and you rub it and you go... Yeah. I mean, we we had the world, the world's most renowned water, <laughs> like 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 yeah, literally spider fingers going around fifteen cups. No, well, it must have been ten, but maybe I don't know. I don't know. You know, you maybe he's got tricks where he can like get his you know opposing digits working <laughs> round more than ten bottles of time but it was a feat to behold but I just walked in and just walked straight out and I thought I'm not being part of this and just came back the next day That's so. absolutely, absolutely one of my next questions was going to be could you make that record again now and, and obviously we're talking plugins. We're talk, but that sounds like one of the things that you literally couldn't be able to 
uh, recreate using a laptop. We were living in the house next door to Olympic. Right. Well, I had two studios because I was living in the loft. So I was living in barns, effectively, in London for like mm. six months. And I had my own, like, Lynn drum machine samples out of an Akai in there, which became Dr. Funkowski, which became Fallout. Yeah. This is all on the four-disc box set that you can mm. hear the, the evolution of it. Drum machines appeared, then a DJ started playing. We became a five-piece at one point. The fifth Manson appeared, and uh, well, there was a lot of people who don't want to be the fifth Manson. <laughs> I think there's a few people who didn't even want to be the fourth Manson, you know what I mean? But, but yeah, we had the DJ with us at one point, so we were a five-piece, which which was interesting. And the, the remnants of that are, are in negative, so when you hear all the... Yeah. That was we were actually playing along with a DJ, you know? Can't be bothered getting up to t- 
Was there any songs? Was there any plan? Yeah, we had about two songs. <coughs> I had a song which was originally called More, um, which is uh, again in the four. I'm just flogging this. I'm brilliant, aren't I? Like a natural this salesman. What, this is what we're here the four for. D- the four C- yeah, the four CD box set has like a, a, an outtake from my notebooks. Mm. Where I'd written it Trown as a track called More, More Than, and that became mm. Six. Yeah. So I had that, the start of that, until the bit where it just goes, ooh, and then yeah. all collapses. And I had a B side called King of Beauty, which I thought would be a, what, what the album was going to be. And we did King of Beauty first. And I thought, I don't want to go down this route. You know, do we want to be another average indie band or just yeah. do, just do something effing mad? You know, so we did so. So we just went down the mad road, really. And, but uh, having said that, I'm glad you said that because that's the that's the feeling I got for it when I first heard it. But there's also there's a lot of pop music. Oh yeah, on it yeah, as well. yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's like bits where it's like you know the it's start. Not obtuse. No, 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 no. Mm. It's not like lacking the melodies. They're in there. You just got to look a lot harder for them. And that's one <laughs> of the things. I, I I write that in. Oh, here we go again. In my forward to the four CD books. You know, I write all D, about four that. CD I write all about that. So, like, you've got a track like Shotgun, it starts off, and it's all very, like, punky, rocky, no tune, quite scrapey, and then it just sits, seeps into... And that was my great chorus. I've got a great chorus there. But I didn't repeat it four times and put a nice verse in it and just put it into a pop structure. I just sort of... don't know, I was willfully different. Yeah. And, and of course, with wisdom comes age, and with age comes wisdom, I guess, as well. Yeah, but but you know, with youth comes naivety. So you do something stupid like Attack of the Great Lightning Six, yeah. which have got to be two of the most stupid albums ever launched by a pop group in the history of music. Um, what you know, one goes to number one, one goes to number six, and then both go right back into the charts twenty years later. 20 so years later, I, I don't quite get it myself. What well, one part of me wishes they hadn't done it because we could have had a, we could yeah. have had a big pop record, and now I could be in Barbados and you know just chilling out. And the other part of me thinks, well, we did something a bit mad. People still like it now. It's going to go back in the charts again after twenty years. Like which yeah. is mad for an album of that nature, and and we're here talking about it. So. I mean, I just think, you know, I think it's odd when they do a Manson convention, they get more people at the Manson convention than most 90s bands touring get at their own fucking gigs, you know, yeah. it's like... What would you do differently? Well, this is the, the thing, you see, so this is the thing, you see, so for many years I thought I'd change the cover and just make it a little bit more sort of modern-y or 90s modern and abstract and not as bizarre and, and you know as, mm. it, as it was um and then i thought i'll oh, maybe cut the doctor who track out in the middle and do a little <laughs> edit out of six but then at the end of the day it's gone so far it is what it is i it, it's yeah. i can't touch it you know it's like no there's it's it's sacred to yeah. the fans who like about, the record yeah what about the, the I, I, there's nothing i can you know there, there isn't i wouldn't change it what I would, about what about the demos and stuff is there anything when you when you started going through some of the archive material did you think oh that was fantastic that should be on there or did you sort of oh, like hold yeah, your head in your yeah, hands and go what on earth are we doing that day no 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 like I the listen, extras I, you know I listened to um, the alternative version of uh, When the Wind Blows why didn't we put that as a single? And the alternative mm. version wasn't even the version we even ever put out as the B-side, you know, and it's like, it's just got a vocal on and thought, oh, that's too normal. You know, that was mm. it. That was what it is. It's too normal. It's just like a song. Think- the me now wouldn't have done that, but I had to completely self-destruct that until until it was like what? basically just some sparse thing with a delayed piano. and. Tell us about the tour. Rumours that you are going to be doing the whole of Six live. 
Yeah, that's going to happen. Yeah. Well, of course, I'm a solo. I'm a solo artist now. Yes. Yeah. So I'm um, I'm here now working with Doug. We're doing my second solo album, which is well underway. Hoping to finish that in the next few months, and then I, you know, we're, we'll we'll be putting a tour on sale. But because we said to the fans in the past that we play Attack of Great Lantern or Six, you know, I've promised them I'll do Six, but I don't want to go back and just be a nostalgia act pl- mm. playing a band that I used to be in record. So what we're doing is we're doing a two and a half to three hour show, okay. and I go on and I'll do my full solo set, which will be mm. in over an hour, and it'll be comprised of my new album, which I can't tell you the title of yet, and um, stuff from Spooky Action and stuff from the EPs, and we'll do that, and we'll come off and we'll have a 20 minute in- intermission, and then we'll come back and we're going to play six in full. You've been out with Stephen Wilson recently. Yeah. yeah. What's yeah. that been like? Yeah, great. Yeah, you know, we know all the Wilson crew and the, um, mm. I've been friends with Stephen for a long time. So we did support. We did the support on the French tour, which was great. As a duo? Yes, yeah. I did it with Ben, my guitarist, yeah, ben, yeah. acoustic set. Yeah, and then... Um, we went over and just did the Brussels show with him. It was like a, it was in the a big circus, like a mini mm. arena in there, and uh, it's great. We got about two thousand people in watching us do an acoustic show. It was mind blowing, really. You know, it was the biggest audience I've played to acoustically, and that's, you know, it's tough. Now I know, now I, I know why Ed Sheeran's, you know. <laughs> makes the big bucks. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Makes the big bucks. That's the real reason he's doing it. Yeah, yeah but you know, it, it's tough to hold thousands of people with just you and your yeah, acoustic guitar. guitar you know, yeah. so. Legacy is going to be the record store day. Yeah, so, why that one? Well, I think Legacy was the first sing the, the first single from the um, from the album. So that's going to be the the record store day. That's going to be in the record shops. There's going to be the same number in the shops as the wide open space one, which was, mm. I mean, that just disappeared like hotcakes and then just mm. disappeared off the planet. So, so it's got both the different versions of the EPs because back then you could do two different EP versions to, for chart rules and stuff. So, yeah. you've got like what three original B sides. You've got the mm. full length version. Yeah. You've got the full length version of uh, Legacy and then the radio edit and then you've got Paul Oakenfold's Perfecto mm. remix on it as well which is that's a record that's a 10 quid vinyl record in okay. itself you know what I mean the packaging is just beautiful it's like a it's like a mini album you know it's like yeah. the wide open space one some of the b-sides are great check under the bed and spasm of identity stuff like that people won't you know they've never, never even been on vinyl before you know so this is the... six then at the end of the day do you like it Oh, um, I don't know. I don't, I don't think the. I can't tell you the answer yet. But I did it. I did it with the best of intentions and thought I could get away with it. But then didn't. But then sort of had some sort <laughs> of redemption over the years. Yeah, so maybe, maybe, right, maybe okay. I have. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I, it's too early. Well, all, all great narratives have redemption. I had no limits. I had no boundaries. There was no one to stop me. And I think the people around me just thought it was crap. I just thought I'd gone mad and tried to get rid of me, but, you know, it was them that fell by the wayside and the album lived.
Six that's entitled Legacy, as you heard 
Paul mentioned there. That is the record store day, Red Vinyl Manson special. Before that, you heard a negative. Before that, you heard Fallout. Before that, you heard Tom Baker. A twisting maze of prog glam and early 80s guitar pop. No one has done Northern Angst on LSD quite like this, said the enemy. Manson 6 has been lovingly remastered from the original master tapes by John Astley. The first three discs of the four-disc book uh, feature CDs of the remastered album in full, a disc of demos, rarities, outtakes, the B-side album, the Dead Flowers reject, and then the fourth disc is a DVD, which is the album's first ever 5.1 surround sound mix by longtime collaborator Machum P-Dub. High-resolution stereo audio, the original promo videos, and the hardback book, 48 pages, features notes by journo and longtime fan Paul Lester, the editor of Record Collector, and insights from Paul Draper, including a forward and analysis of the cover art, track by track descriptions for CDs two and three, amongst plenty, lots of newly unearthed treasures. Six is out now. Also for Record Store Day, Tangerine Dream, Machu Picchu, limited edition, yellow vinyl.
Record store date is the 13th of April. Tangerine Dream, Machu Picchu. And that is the late Edgar Froese's homage to John Peel, specially composed for him after the legendary DJ's passing, uh, which was near Machu Picchu in Peru in 2004. And that hasn't been released on vinyl until now. Now, the vanguards of 20th century and 21st century psychedelic music, Gong, leading the way with their new studio album coming out on K-Scope on the 10th of May. From the Universe Also Collapses, this is The Elemental. Flicking through the pages, I've forgotten every word. The lines are meaningless, the photographs are blurred. When I close the book, the story opens again. Merge 
song The Elemental from the Universe also collapses. And we'll be speaking to frontman Kavus Tarabi in a future K-Scope podcast following the success of Rejoice I'm Dead, which came out in 2016, which I guess was a transitional album in the evolution of Gong and an opportunity to say goodbye to the great David Allen. As the band say, there is only this and there is only now. Remember, there is only now. Also coming out in May on K-Scope, the debut solo LP from the award-winning British singer-songwriter Daniel Tompkins, probably best known for his work with Tesseract and Sky Harbour. From Castles then, featuring Tesseract bandmate Ackle, this is Saved. After all the fighting ended, we never knew is all that ever was coming to the steps between us trace a circle it never ends we slip inside it's all familiar we fall again desperate and tired believing every
Saved from Castles, the forthcoming album from Daniel Tompkins, and we'll be speaking to Dan in a future K-Scope podcast. To finish then, a band compromising of some of contemporary music's most revered creators, ORK. This, from the current album, Ramage Head, is Signals Erased. See you soon. Ta-da!